Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, oh, don't forget this morning's texting. Corned beef. In what way? <laughs> Corned. Oh, I know the answer to that. Do you know the answer? <laughs> Come on then. Yeah. Come on, you can be our first, uh, our first let's entry. Be, uh, it, um, let's be having you. It's nothing to do with corn. It's a salting process, but nothing I'm not sure why it's called... Nothing to do with corn? Okay, it's nothing to do with corn. is <laughs> Really? I thought it was like... You know the corn-fed chicken that's fed so much corn it goes sort of yellow? <laughs> You know that thing? Yeah. Like I saw at a publicity event with the page three stoner, Maria Whittaker. And um, she went up to the thing and ju- she said, oh, I'll just have um, just uh, carrot juice for me. I don't want anything to eat. <laughs> and I thought, that's how you do it. That's how you get that. Um, this is before the day of the tanning shop. You just live yeah. on uh, carrot juice and you, you, yeah. your orangeness comes from within, like mm. a Jaffa cake. I think that's true, yeah. you know. I had a friend who got really into juicing who turned a bit orangier. Yeah, there's orange. He's, he's having juiced carrots all the that's time. That's what David Dickinson just has Lucasade all the time. That is not true, <laughs> and I won't allow it. <laughs> he's, is he in the, the orange chair still? Oh, I should think he's... I, think so. I don't know if he is now. Who would be in the orange chair? That's No, it. he is in the orange chair, It'll be chair, someone Frank? from um, the Island of Love. Is that what it's called? No. Oh, the yeah. Love Island. Yeah, right. Love Island. It's not the Isle of Sheppey. It's uh, the Island of Love. The Island of Love would be a much nicer programme, wouldn't it? Oh, we know. <laughs> and now we go over to the Island of Love. Hi. Whereas when you get to love her, it's, oh, she's a bit of all right, isn't she? It's all that terrible. Oh. Oh. oh, sorry, I'll be all right in a minute. I like the Benny Hill characters on Love Island. She's a bit of all right. So corned beef does not involve corn. I'm sure one of our readers will tell us the exact process, but I, as far as I'm aware, it does not involve corn. It's a salting process. Is there any other um, corned meats? You no know, one ever says, oh, I wouldn't mind a nice corned <laughs> lamb <laughs> sandwich. I'm, you're pushing at the wrong door number here. OK. I, I, corned beef is... I don't think... I honestly think I've never eaten corned beef. Oh, man, I love corned beef. Alan? Oh, I love it. Every week Love it. on the Ocado, and we've got Ocado in these times of lockdown, when it says, um, there's a section that says meat and there's the sliced, fresh sliced beef and next to it, corned beef. And that moment when you press corn, do you think, <laughs> yeah, come on, party! They had a meeting about that at Ocado. They went, we've had a, we've had a corned beef order for leafy <laughs> North London. Yeah, to a, to a trench. <laughs> Somewhere in Verdun. Or um, yeah, no. Are Excellent there, pun, not... by the way, Emily. That they had a meeting. <gasps> oh, lovely, Alan. Well, I had. Really a, I, I got these chickpea crackers. They're very sort of super healthy, and they yeah. come from a place where they're you know they're made by uh, people who are looked at, not treated badly at work, <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. And I got these things. Been ethically sourced. You know, they've got little <laughs> sunflower seeds on them. And I had corned beef on them. And I thought, this is a fabulous sort of class fusion <laughs> meal that I'm, I'm having. Still, I still love made by people who are not being treated badly at work. <laughs> well, how many companies would, <laughs> could t- put that on their wrappers with, with no sort of, oh, are you sure about this? I don't know, put my, uh, put my head on the chopping block on this one, Dave. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. There's a pedal bin. This isn't the beginning of a dramatic monologue. Like, you know, there's a... There's a green-eyed, yellow idol to the north of Katmandu. It's not that. Mm. There's, there's a pedal bin in the kitchen here, which I've been walking around for weeks now trying to find the pedal. Everything about it says pedal bin. I cannot find the pedal. Do you know the bin I mean? I don't go into the kitchen. Oh. Well, the pet... The, there's a... Sorry, that didn't come, mean to come across quite so Lady Brighton. No, well, I, I go, I go <laughs> into I the kitchen. I like it. the kitchen does area, Algernon. I don't know if it's broken <laughs> or it, or someone made it. Uh, I don't know, I understand, but it's, it's, it's... May I moot something? Is there a possibility that it's actually one of the ones that you wave at? Has it got a little sensor where you just Ooh. wave your hand across it? 
What do you think? Is this some sort of tardis? When I've been, when I've been uh, walking around it um, on my pedal search, why hasn't it just come <laughs> because I've been there? Well, this absolute don't I think have you need these to modern... hands nearer it. Oh, pedal bin, where is thy pedal? If it's your business, I don't like to meddle. Um, I don't know where that... I don't, I don't understand it. I'll ask the bosses here. We asked earlier... Actually, I'll get the producer. Can you go and check the pedal bit and step on it? I see, I didn't really want it to do it. I just wanted to do that joke. OK. I would never talk to the producer like that. No. Um... <laughs> Frank Skinner, audio broadcaster of the year. Open brackets, uh-huh. nearly. <laughs> Close brackets. So, um, <laughs> here's the thing. Gather ye round for this. We get a lot of readers in Scotland and sometimes we forget them. Well, this is especially for you guys. If you feel like dancing this morning, just do it. Take your partner and swing them around. And let's come back again, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Wait for it, wait for it. Here comes the punchline. Absolute radio, where real <laughs> music matters. Oh, don't believe, you see? <laughs> oh, I see. Yes. I liked it, Frank. Oh, God. See, some people would have just thought, I'll oh, just throw that in, but no, no, we had to get the music Frank, and everything. What was that? That reminds me of that lovely show in the 70s I used to watch. Oh, the White Heather Club. Oh, is that it? Yes. <laughs> Oh yeah, it all be yeah, be lots of dancing wow. on that, and uh, it was before it was before people. Jimmy Logan, over... oh, I've just come down from the Isle of Skye. Sorry about the. And it was before um, women all sort of tended to dye their hair after the age of sixty, so it was a sea of white and grey. Yes, lovely. The pensioners dancing. Oh, nice. that was the uh, Earl of Errol's reel. If you're interested, I uh, don't know if my family know him. No, um, Clive Silas. <laughs> yeah. He's golden. Well, he's one of our regulars. Okay. And it's interesting you should say he's golden because he's actually responded to my query who currently sits in the orange chair. Okay. And Clive has, of oh, course, yeah. reminded me, I know we don't have to talk about him every day anymore. Oh, yeah, you're right. Donald Trump sits in Trump the orange chair. Trump continues to sit yeah, in the orange course. chair. Yeah, of course. Thank How you. How soon Clive. we forget. That's showbiz. Yeah. I mean, Joe Biden yeah. is, is <laughs> Joe Biden is not sans orange. I think it's fair to well, say. Well, he's, he's not sans uh, hair transplant either. Is that right? That's yeah, okay. <laughs> We're all got chilling. I had a text from a friend this morning who said Joe Biden's had one of his falls. I used to do, mater- oh, no. I used to do material about I fell over on the south you bank, did. and people used to say, "Did you have one of your falls?" Um, by the way, um, Alan suggested that corned beef goes well with tomato in our um, in our mid music chat, and I was just pointing out that I don't really eat tomato except for medicinal purposes. I would never, I have never in my life thought, oh, I could kill a tomato. Do you think anyone has ever thought that? Alan, your views, please. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd say... Okay, I would say, (laughs) I would like to add to this, I like tomatoes, providing Mm. they're cooked. Oh, well, that's cheating. I would (laughs) say tomatoes in the food, in the film of food world, are extras. They're just extras. (laughs) They are not, they are not named. Are they non-speakies? They're non-speakies. Absolute Radio. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Ooh, i tell you what I did uh, this week. I went to the Beano exhibition at uh, <laughs> Somerset House. <laughs> uh, Somerset House is in uh, London, a large conurbation in the southeast of England. <laughs> and, yeah, it was... Uh, what are you laughing at? I just think it's quite funny. <laughs> Well, I the, uh, the clash of beautiful architecture and comic um Well, there's a lot of beautiful the... architecture in Beano Town, let me tell you. I, I, I can imagine. You should see Lord Snooty's castle. Is it mm-hmm. sort of etchings of Nasha or sort of... There's some etchings of Nasha, yes. Of Walter the Softy. There's a sculpture <laughs> of um, the three bears sausage and mash stack. <laughs> It's really very... I, I mean, I, I have to say, I did I did some great dadding 
the other day because oh, we went. Oh, I took I took my nine year old Boz. We went to the Beano exhibition. He got to fire a digital catapult at major works of art, firing um, fruit and vegetables. Come on, well, that's good. And um, and then we went to part one of the Harry Potter play. Oh. Which obviously he loved. Yeah. Then we did Forbidden Planet. Then McDonald's. Then part two of the no Harry way. Potter play. I mean, come on. Oh, I'll tell you something else. They had the first ever copy of the Beano. Beano number one, I believe it's called. And um, the cover star in those days was an ostrich <laughs> called um, Big Ego. Oh, I've known yeah. a few of those. Yeah. Well, exactly. I've known yeah. people that, you, that actually pronounce the word ego as ego. So I don't know if it was a pun. I, th- I mean, I'm guessing in the ostrich context, it's about laying big egos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've also done that, that so. a few times. <laughs> <laughs> right, right back at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I've, there was some interesting research about big ego. He had a good run. <laughs> He did 10 years on the cover <laughs> of the Beano. And then they did some audience research. This is serious. And the audience said they struggled to identify with a mm. bird. Um, That's what I get on this show. And they'd prefer, <laughs> <laughs> and they'd, and they'd prefer a mammal that they could identify with. The, the, I read the actual report said that they prefer characters with four limbs like themselves, which is a bit... Um, you yeah. wouldn't get away with that now. And, um, and so, and as a result of this research, um, Big Ego got... Uh, <laughs> you stop saying Big Ego like it's a normal thing. Big Ego got sacked and uh, Biffo the Bear, open brackets, mammal... Uh, close brackets was introduced so uh, that is an interesting piece of comic reasoning they can't identify with a bird they're in a mammal imagine that meeting there's Biffo the bear bears are they mammals look that up Jane will you that's not normally the question the rhetorical question that people ask about bears but there you go no exactly no no but, right. well I think birds do that as well well yeah, I think we can all safely say. It was all very fine. I'll tell you what, when I was in McDonald's and it suddenly occurred to me, Buzz had his usual, the usual, please, uh, Jeff. He had the Happy Meal. Mm. Toy! Does he have uh, the equivalent of a tankard behind the bar? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be great. If he had a sort of enamelled um, small fries container... Um, but I was he had a happy meal toy and um, you get the choice book or toy and my heart went into my mouth but no he went toy Um, but can an adult buy a happy meal would they sell me one oh I think maybe they've decided one of the great questions (laughs) of modern life I think Happiness they've considered to be so unusual amongst adults that there's no point marketing the happy meal at them. The morose uh, meal, the morose snack um, is what, there should be a box like that. You know, sometimes in pubs you ask, can I have the child, uh, something from the child menu, and they'll say no if, you're, if you don't have a child. Yeah. There's no logic to that, surely. The best of Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. We were just uh, reminiscing about the choke <laughs> on a car <laughs> and how to use it. Any younger people listening, just trust me on it. Yeah. It's the thing that you pulled out or pushed in. Like, if there's any organists listening, you'll get a, a sense mm. of it. Um, oh, it's the one on there? Well, they pull out the stops, don't they? That's their thing. Ah. Yeah, so, Is that uh, where the phrase comes from? I believe so, yeah. Oh, they don't good. drive the younger people. Don't they? No. Well, no. Can't they? But no. I think they do. No, I think there's a record um, low in people taking their driving test, apparently, because uh, they they take the you know they have the bike and the you know, the very environmentally skateboard, friendly. of course. <laughs> oh yeah. Not yeah. The, the pogo stick. The electric scooter thing. And those yeah. middle-aged middle-aged men you see on those little children's scooters going around. Oh, what do you yeah. make of them? 
I think they're fine, fine <laughs> people. Did you watch the Brits this week? I'm still getting over the way did you somebody, said five. Did somebody arrive on a scooter? No, <laughs> I don't think they did. I can't remember. Somebody arrived on no. a tube train, I think. We've did had they? someone yeah. in touch read the Brits, though. Oh, yeah. uh, it's Matthew who says, following Frank's who knew moment after he discovered Little Mix the other year. Oh, yeah. I just oh, yeah. wondered if Frank had watched the Brits this week and did he have a who knew moment this year? Very fine work on The One Show, by the oh, way. The, one the show. owls were cute, but Frank had better lines. Well, there were owls. I'll tell you what they did to me on the one show, in case you didn't see it. At the end, they read out a ser- uh, about five or six viewers' texts about things they'd liked on the show, <laughs> which didn't include me. <laughs> Oh. It included a bit of footage of owls in bright daylight, which must have been the BBC saying, the bloke must have said, well, they're, they're nocturnal. Just get it. You know, we, we can't film at night. Can you just get them out? Um, Isn't that a bit like when people are kept awake by enemy it, armies? Yeah, like, it was like deprivation, torture of owls. Yeah. They must have looked terrible. So these owls... They, are, they must have very puffy owls eyes. Owls in bright daylight. I mean, that can't be right, can it's it? Peter Stringfellow in bright daylight. You know what it's like with these camera crews? <laughs> yeah, the thing is, we can't hang around all day, mate. Hmm. So, anyway, so they read out these texts at the end saying, oh, I love James Corden, he's brilliant. Oh, no, weren't those, you know, I love the wildlife. Nothing. And I said to them, I, if I'd have been hosting the show, I would have made one up <laughs> about me. I, I was the only person there. There's only me and them. Everyone else was on video. Did the owls turn up in person? Even, no. The, the, Even the owls, the owls got, manager arranged for them. There was owl, I think there was a stoat or something in the same <laughs> footage. And uh, they yeah. got uh, they got praise, you know, big op for the stoat, nothing for me. I would have made that up oh. personally. You know, it's all about... The word guest is the key. You're being treated. <laughs> so anyway. I watched the Brits, um, which, had, which featured, which I, I think uh, almost... Now, already legendary version of It's a Sin um, by uh, Sir Elton John, whose version was... <laughs> I think he had one of those... You know those clamps people used to have on their teeth to stop them eating? I think he's working in one of them at the moment. <laughs> but Ollie Alexander did the main lead vocal. It was the guy from the, uh, the drama yes. It's a Sin. He sings oh, yeah. like a boyd. He sings like a boyd. <laughs> He's, uh, I didn't even know he was a singer. But he yes, was he was in a band, wasn't he? But oh, there is a it? problem mm. I have with It's a Sin. Mm. Is that, you know the bit that goes... I always go, baby, I love you. And it absolutely leads you into the Barry Manilow. Yes. Well, has anyone done a nice little remix of that? Oh, I don't great. know, but if there's anyone out there who knows the buttons, you can have that one on me. <laughs> oh, is he drowning? He's drowning! He's drowning! Get someone out and drowning! <laughs> oh, God. This is the best of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We on this radio show were given letters a few months ago. Not Mm. letters, letters, Mm. um, saying that we're key workers. Yeah? I'm very proud of it. If you're a broadcaster, apparently, it's a bit... There's an element of Good Morning Vietnam. You know, we're, (laughs) we're, we're, again, in the war zone, still broadcasting. And... um, I noticed that the Brits, that the audience said, was it's all key workers tonight. And I thought, oh, really? (laughs) Um, I don't. I don't think I got the. Uh, oh, Frank, for yeah. heaven's sake! Come on, it was NHS, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't just NHS. I'm, I, oh, look, I'm not begrudging the NHS, but you know there must have been the odd single seat. I, even they always say that there's always a single seat empty somewhere. You can't go on your own. I'd have gone on my own. Sat with the NHS. Imagine sitting there going, <laughs> I've had this thing in my shoulder. Any ideas? Oh, yeah. No, you'd be going there going, hello, Frank Skinner, key worker. Can you yeah, let exactly. me through, please? Um, key worker! <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job there were some nurses in the audience for Elton. 
<laughs> How did he look, Elton? Did he have one oh, of his nice good. Versace jacketos? He looked good. He was no shell suit. Sans shell, he was. He was. Well, I strong. suppose in lockdown he's been wearing tracksuits all yeah, the time. So I bet it's nice he has. to get dressed up. He's had enough of them, Al. No, he, yeah. I thought he looked pretty good, actually. He's, he looked like one of those, you know, those sort of older American stars who sort of age gracefully. Something. My, I think the piano is better for an older man than the guitar. Yeah. Sitting down, you know, someone to lean on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he worked well on that. And, uh, of course, he's next to Ollie Alexander, who looks like he weighs seven stone and he's in tremendous shape and sings, like a boy! <laughs> so he's uh, it was a tremendous. Uh, I tell you what, it was a night very. I've never seen so many collaborations. Oh. It was a collab fest. Was it? Who else do they have? Oh, it was always. You know, there are always mm. people like Tyro Z and um, oh yeah, and MC Mingle. They're always. They're all called uh-huh. stuff like I don't know. MC no. Mingle's in a lot of collaborations. Yeah, he's he's good. MC Mingle. He um, very gregarious. It's a real social butterfly. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, he's right. <laughs> yeah, um, and MC's actually his initials. He's like H Samuel. It's like yeah, Martin, Martin, Martin Christopher Mingle. <laughs> but Martin Mingle, he thought didn't, it didn't people didn't take him seriously in the uh, in the grime world. So we went for MC. I love the idea of Mingle Martin. But I love that Martin Mingle now with who? No, you guys not an option. Not an option in the grime uh, universe. No. Yeah. But um, good luck to him. If he's actually he's fictional, why am I wishing him good luck? Why don't I just made him up? <laughs> it's like being him. God. Think of them, and then you've got to start being nice to them straight away. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Dear, I've got emotional with my own song. <laughs> uh, forgive me. And this... Um, oh, oh, God! Do you know I love this? It's because there was a bit of footage on the telly of Rome and I thought, oh, my God, we're going to win it. Anyway, Frank Skin, Absolute Radio, Emily Dean, Alan Cochran. Text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, at Frank on the radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Ah, um, football. Six eight two has brought you back down to earth with um, with one of the um, cliches that comes up whenever that song is played by you. Uh, royalties are rolling in, Frank. Oh, well deserved. God. I mean, we do get Every a lot time. of royalties are ro- rolling in. We've had a few <laughs> other time. people. Well, he, I tell you, who's taken it one further is uh, one of our regulars. Has Duncan Edward has said visions of Frank in a swimming pool of cash like Scrooge McDuck? Yeah, it's a lovely. I mean, you'd be surprised. Oh, less. But yes, it does well, get mentioned I, a lot. My manager was saying this week that David Baddiel phones him about it once a week. Well, uh, he's a money saving <laughs> expert, as we know. <laughs> <laughs> reader reader 866 has asked a searching question that I like. It's mo- a bit more interrogative than the, about the financials. Uh, Dear Frank and the gang, for the last few weeks I've been woken up by the dulcet tones of Badil Skinner and the Lightning Seeds. The one question I have is this, Frank. How is your voice so high-pitched in the song compared to now? Honestly, I have no idea what's happened. I don't remember you having a high-pitched voice in the 90s, though I was only five when the original Three Lions song came out. Well, I think that there's a basic uh, misunderstanding there of the difference between the spoken voice and the singing (laughs) voice. I mean, uh, if you meet Alan Jones, he doesn't say, How are you, friend? You know, it's a different thing that he he takes on. He really should. No, if he did, I'd love it. And he'll get a shot when you meet Sarah Brightman. He says to me... She doesn't say, Hello! Alan Jones said to me that at, at Christmas he would still say about eighty-five percent of his Christmas cards have got snowmen. <laughs> People think, oh, I bet no one else has done this. Oh yeah. But uh, I went to a party in Cardiff many years ago, and um, he was oh, there. Boy. It made me really happy that he was there. One of the great joys, I think, is the cliched view of celebrities and public figures is when they do exactly what you want them 
to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we had... Um, I, me and Dave, some of our older listeners will know, did a TV show called Fantasy Football, and we had Chaz and Dave on, because they'd done a few football songs themselves. Spurs are on their way to Wembley, Tottenham's gone and done it again. <laughs> and they were late <laughs> arriving. And... Frank, sorry, do you remember they did that terrible song? She won't stop talking, why don't oh, you give it a rabbit, rest? Rabbit, rabbit, She got rabbit. more rabbit than Sainsbury's. Anyway, anyway, sorry, meanwhile... They were late for filming, Chas and Dave, and we got a frantic call from the researcher who was, uh, who'd picked them up um, from the station to say that they'd made him stop off at a pie and mash shop. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I'm all right with that. I don't mind the whole yeah. thing being delayed. That is so what should happen. Brilliant. If you've ever seen a public figure exactly in the context you want them, let us know. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Um, good morning to you both. Morning. And indeed to all our readers this morning. Our new Scottish. All our Listen Scottish, back. Welsh and Irish. Uh, oh, they're, back. they're all gathered around <laughs> waiting to hear me uh, in Santa. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I did, um, I genuinely thought it was coming home. That's what I thought, right? Never mind. It was a, it was a fabulous adventure. Did you um, did you cry, Frank? I didn't cry. You know what? My son cried. Um, mm. But I um, I knew it said on the menu post match shepherd's pie, and that <laughs> for me just kept me it just kept me above water. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I thought, oh, that's wrong. I was gutted for a you know a couple of minutes. Buzz wow. It's happened to me so many times. I mean, people keep going mm-hmm. on about 96. My first example of it that sticks in my mind was like 1970 World Cup quarterfinal. I remember losing that to Germany and going into the garden after on my own and just kicking a little plastic ball around solemnly. And the neighbour said, uh, too late now. <laughs> As if, <laughs> as if if I'd done it earlier, that could have somehow uh, saved the day. <laughs> they were in Mexico, for goodness sake. Lovely Hang sensitive on, people. <laughs> Sorry, wasn't I... the neighbour implying that you were in training for the next tournament? Well, too late now were? suggested that I was somehow trying to contribute to um, this game that had just slipped away from us. But you do get used to it. I say Buzz absolutely cried. Mm. Um, I think but, that's forgivable in a child. Oh, though, yes, it? in a child. I also... I, I respect your stoicism of going, well, there's pie. Yeah, oh, it's really, well, tears somewhere as well. It was not disappointing, the shepherd's pie. <laughs> oh, that's so good. was the pie laid on by the uh, the FA? Well, on this occasion, in, do you, in this um, tournament, um, and you might think me and Dave um, get tickets easily, but we've had to do a bit of scratching around. Mm. And... Uh, in the previous game, for example, we, we were we were not in any sort of VIP. We went in the um, catch COVID areas. Hang um, on, were you not? Because Tom Cruise and Kate Moss were on the guest list. They were in the royal box. Well, they're were you in the to royal be box? fair, they're massive football fans, <laughs> both of them. <laughs> and also, um, I mean, for the for the um, Denmark game, Buzz spent a lot of the time standing on the back of the seat in front because there are blokes at football who just stand up regardless of the seating yeah. and they do that thing of slightly yeah. looking around nobody I'll stand up those blokes you know when you wish you'd got an elephant gone mm. and, <laughs> the, and the morality could be parked for an hour mm. um, but anyway so I had to stand Buzz on the back of the seat now you don't want a shot of Kate Moss doing that with Tom Cruise because he's going to feel humiliated <laughs> But it was so we for the final we were in the uh, the VIP. What was area. the meal? Was that that's a strange? That must have been like the sort of uh, Republican camp with uh, Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump after the last election. Did it have that feel to it? It had a feel of I tell you what I think that they'd gone well. Interestingly, post. The Germany game, mm. it was um, sausages and sauerkraut in the VIP area. Now, that suggested to me that that was not an optimistic caterer. No. 
because we were talking about Neil Diamond, who's been on our lips for much of this tournament because oh. of his rival song. Yeah. And um, Dave, I didn't know Dave, um, that Neil Diamond was Jewish. Dave um, has a list of all the Jewish people in the world, celebrity-wise. Yes. And he's known as the Jewish Elvis, Neil Diamond, which I didn't know. Oh, how lovely. And the next day, I sent a, a thing about, I didn't see Neil Diamond at the game and all that, mm. and Dave texted back, um, well, I don't think he'd have liked the sausages and thing. I believe he's kosher. Oh. And I texted back, what about Crackling Rosie? Oh. Which is one of his tracks. And Dave never um, replied. So I was a bit... Uh, bit you know so I, I pulled him up about it oh, at the final. I said, oh, it's a bit, I thought that was a good joke. The, uh, yeah. oh, no, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he came up with some trumped-up excuse for not replying. And I, I pulled him up about it at the final when England <laughs> played Italy. Your priority was why just didn't wanted... you give me sufficient love for that joke? I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm a bloke, I don't look any lumps in the carpet. Do you know what I mean? I like everything nice and smooth and sorted and then I can relax. It was OK. We sorted it out. We're all friends. There's a lot of love there. <laughs> Absolute Radio. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank. Mm-hmm. What else happened to you on your oh, little week I away? I'll tell you what happened. Um, what happened is I, I rented a place for the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest with you, it turned out to be arguably the worst holiday I've ever had, but we won't. <laughs> let's oh. not. Um, let's not. We don't really want to go, oh, God, I should... If I get this close, I know I'll keep going. <laughs> I mean, you have in the past aired dirty laundry as, as no, sort but of this was comedy so entertainment. Me. We got mm. to a point at the end where my partner said she'd had a discussion with her sister to say that they thought family holidays were no longer a viable proposition because of me. Right. That was a difficult conversation to have. But anyway... um, Did she say that? Well, I think it's a group decision. Well, have they all been there? What have you been doing? I don't know. I think of myself as a very nice man. Do you? Yeah. Right. Anyway, so... (laughs) Um, well, I have the same problem. In I think of myself as a very nice man, and then lots of people um, have severed contact with me. So no, me too. Uh, I think we're all quite difficult. Maybe it's peas oh, in a pod. No. Do you? Do you I think really... we're all quite difficult and objectionable? Why, are, why, do, people, why do people find us... I want to be a nice man. No, we're not... Well, um, I think we're just um, high maintenance, maybe. I think I'm going to find out that they are continuing to have family holidays, but not <laughs> telling me. The producer is on the floor. Still, I can always, I can always mind the dog. I suppose as that's turned out. Well. Were you starting arguments with people? I don't. I. Um, I think maybe yeah, you were, but not. <laughs> no. I, oh, I had. A, uh, Come on. I just think when you're in a relaxed... Uh, look, I'm not going to go into details because I might. Be, I don't want to um, open any wounds, but I just that think when you... sounds like you might have spent all week doing that. When you're on holiday, you know, you want to relax a bit. And start a few anyway, miles. there are some situations, I said this, there are some situations where you make people happy by arriving mm-hmm. and some <laughs> where you make them happy by departing. <laughs> And I think when I left, well, I had to leave early to come on for the radio show. I think I heard whooping. It could have been the engine. It could have been the engine sound. But I think I heard like a big, you know, um, if you went some, past someone's house the day Andy Murray won Wimbledon, you'd have, you know, you hear that cheer go up when it happens from people just spontaneously happy. Is it? I think I heard that as I left. <laughs> You see, I would say in some ways, yeah. the laughter you bring, <clears throat> you know, you've got, you've got to pay a little tax on that. Mm, well, do I we don't pay know. To, do people pay too much tax, maybe? I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I think it's a tithe system <laughs> I've introduced. Um, it's, um, I don't know what's going to do now. I, I, don't know, I don't know who else am, am I going to go on holiday with. I'll have to be a holiday alone. Why don't the three of us, given that we seem to upset people, we should just all go together? I think Al's still doing the family holiday. Oh, yeah, he gets, yeah. Yeah, mm. I, um, 
Oh, I guess what his response to that was. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's... Um, you remember when I said I did the book club with my oh, family yeah. and it was such a tense, difficult... And, I do remember that, yeah. But I'd never ever do the book club again. Well, here we are. <laughs> well, but no, what they said was we can't do the it you anymore. The history book on the shelf <laughs> is always repeating itself. Holidays, <laughs> holidays, book clubs and holidays. <laughs> the best of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, uh, Christoph, I don't, I don't know if Christoph is uh, one of our regulars. But I feel like he should be. I like okay. the sound of him. Surely, Christoph says, Christoph implores, surely you have to discuss the appointment this week of Mr Boot replacing Mr Foot as the head of Shoe Zone. We've had other correspondents, Al, haven't we? Oh, many. Uh, Callum in South Shields said, I'm sure none of you have ever stepped inside a shoe zone, but it was announced today their finance boss, Peter Foote, walked away from the role to be replaced by Terry Boot. Nominative determinism for sure, but more interested to know what Emily Dean makes of the store as a whole. <laughs> well, um, your witness. I'm sure none of you have ever been in there. It's a bit... Uh, <clears throat> I'm sure I have. Well, I, I'm I, sure you have as well, Al. For a start yeah. off, it's it's one of the best shop names, I think. There's something about the use of zone on it which gives yeah. it a sort of sci-fi <laughs> twilight zone. And also that thing, you know, a friend could phone you, how are you doing, Frank? Oh, I'm, I'm in the zone today. <laughs> oh, well, you're writing some great gags. No, I'm buying some brown slip-ons. I really like the, uh, the zone, the shoe, the shoe zone. <laughs> I hope they advertise it like that. I think that's what when I... When you go in the shop, you could go, you are entering the shoe zone. Sorry, sorry, Anne. <laughs> I'd like the front doors to be like the Close Encounters spacecraft doors when you enter. Oh, it. Yeah. I think that's what they should be like. Frank. Well, I, I can I say I, I looked up um, Shoe Zone and um, because I hadn't been in there, you're quite looked right. Looked it up. I, right. The only reason I haven't been in there is I got so many free shoes when I was uh, doing. Uh, Television. More of your relatable material. Yeah, exactly. That I've, yeah, but it, it, there's, a, there's a twist to it that goes that is not so much fun. That I've reached an age where I now have enough shoes to last me. Let's put it that oh, way. Well, that's cheery. Yeah, exactly. So um, I looked up and I, lo I particularly like one of the shopper reviews, which is one of those reviews <laughs> which it's not derogatory, it's, it's nice, but you know, if you looked at it, it's like. I do a poetry podcast, and it's an element of that. There's a sort of an echo underneath the main <laughs> theme. So this is what the uh, the um, shopper review said. Low prices, and the shoes are good quality and comfortable. And then the last bit, and the majority look great. <laughs> now, of course, all I want... This is a bloke who's re... Or a woman who's totally into shoes. I really want to see the minority <laughs> that don't look great in this person's... Because I feel that they're, you know, they're, they're giving shoes on the benefit of the doubt, but the ones that even they could yeah. not include in the, in the blanket praise. Mm. Those are what I want to see. The majority look great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if only we could say that of the human race. If only we could say that of this show. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, you're always very well turned out. Like I an upside-down cake. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Mr Mr Boot, the new the new uh, main man. Well, we haven't said actually what happened, the takeover. Peter Foote left, uh, quote, open quotes, unexpectedly, close quotes, mm, okay. after seven months. I think, to be fair to Shuzam... Oh, not a sentence I've ever heard before. They, like many shops, have, uh, have yeah. been hit by the Covid thing, so it's probably tough at the top. And at the bottom, I would have thought, at uh, Shoe Zone at the moment. <laughs> Strange PR line. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But Peter I'm Foot... hoping they'll send me a pair of their um, less attractive <laughs> ones. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. 
just to see what that constitutes. That's what that's what gets Big, me. Big sort of clumpy executioner shoes. You very um, very uncomfortable. <laughs> executioner. Agony, absolute agony, just to go to the bathroom. I'm sure they sound, don't sell. The reviews are, are excellent for shoes. And come on. <laughs> The most unconvincing. Come on, you've ever given. Um, so anyway, Mr. Boot has taken over with immediate effect. Okay. And he came. He came from the company of master jewellers. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. That's They've right. got to be Freemasons. Yeah. He's, he's been replaced <laughs> by Jasper Carrot. Get a jingle on for that quickly. Very that's good. that's worth a jingle, Frank. Come on. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm slightly worried that Mr Boo is a bloke. I think with nominative determinism, you have to let it happen. I think if you make it, it's a bit like the Lenny Lottery uh, approach to nominative determinism. It has to just be in the ether. I was looking mm. at his uh, CV, Mr Boo. <laughs> what Where have you been up to? What are you doing? And he worked for um, Brantano, which is a shoe... <laughs> Place. And then he worked for right. Jones Bootmaker. So I think he's been waiting right. for this story forever. He's changing jobs just to get this story. Frank, have you been he on started his off in Monopoly. Page? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet you he wears the Monopoly boot on a chain around his neck. That's the kind of guy we're oh, talking about. Oh, that'll be his medallion. Yeah. That's, that's when journalists think. come to do, when journalists from trade uh, newspapers come to interview him, they'll say, "What do you wear to bed at night?" And you know, like Marilyn Monroe famously said, um, "Why uh, Chanel Number no. Five, of course." Yes. You know what he'll say? Inevitably. <laughs> <laughs> he'll say, "My little Monopoly." Boot. Oh yeah. See, I'd be all right sleeping in a Monopoly boot. I think because I never sleep. I never ever. You'd be sleep. all right sleeping on the Central Reservation. I, I think, well, that's that's proven. I um, I never sleep on my front. The only time I've ever lay on my front in bed, it's all right. It's going to be okay. Breakfast radio, is when I've had an argument. And if I've had an argument with someone in bed, I always lay on my front. I don't know why. It's a sort of a. There must be some body language thing going on there of wanting to disappear into the world of the mattress. How do you sleep on your front, Al? I'm taking uh, the fifth on, on this my question. Side. Yes, mm. that's the place for sleeping. Okay. Okay. So, so um, yeah, I'm, it's it, I like it. It's it's I, I, but to me, the slight nominative determinism thing has been impaired mm. by mm. a sort of making it happen. Kind of thing. I tell you what, my son went back to school this week and he polished his shoes. And I was thinking, I haven't polished my shoes probably for 20 years. And that was in a hotel where they just had polish and I thought I might as well use it to get my money's worth. Mm. Do you polish your shoes, Al? No. There you go. Died out. <laughs> Well, that was a fairly comprehensive survey you it, took it of was. the population. I'm going to be honest, though, and this does make me sound like 150 years old. I don't even know if women polish their shoes. Is that a thing that women do? I mean, we've been known. I think it's a whole other conversation, though, about consumerism and how the idea of repairing uh, seems to be dying out. And it's a good mm. thing. We should be polishing shoes. Now people just think, oh, chuck them out, get a new pair. And you know where they go? Down to shoe zone. Yeah, OK. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Can I say I've become quite pro? And and, yeah, I don't know that repairing things rather than throwing them away is... Um... Look at Sharon Osborne. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> the best of Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. Oh, we were discussing uh, what should we do with the drunken sailor off air yes. during the break. And uh, Frank and I both discovered we sing the lyric, Frank. And what should we do with the drunken sailor? A lie in the morning. Yes. Erlie, yeah. the use of Erlie has always slightly irritated me. That we all just accept, we just adopt the pirate 
vernacular. We don't for any other parts of the song. I don't know if they're pirates, are they? <laughs> I think they're just seafarers. Oh, yeah. OK. Fair enough. I like oh, Early I in the Morning. Put them on you? the wrong side of the law there, Emily. <laughs> I think um, Early in the Morning is one is what we should use as a sort of the bill matter for this show, the Frank Skinner show, <laughs> open brackets, Early in the Morning. <laughs> but imagine if I just started incorporating Early into my everyday lexicon. Okay, well, I'm going to get there early. So, yeah. and people said, "Oh, yeah. why are you?" Yeah, using- phoning up and saying, "Sorry, I'm a bit um, early," but uh, <laughs> you're a bit what? I'm a bit early. Um, yeah. Bring back early, I say. I, I'm like, I think, yeah, early in the morning. It's it's good. Mm, okay. And up she rises. Can I just say out while oh, while, while we're on it that when I was at school, which is obviously <laughs> before you guys. But we used to have, the, the teacher would put the radio on. There was a radio show that we used to listen to. So I don't, I don't know if there was any record. I don't know if recording was a possible thing when I was at <laughs> school. And um, there used to be a programme and it used to be English folk songs and we would all <laughs> sing along to them, the kids. So we would all, you know... Oh, brother James, have you heard the decree? Lily Bolero, Bolanala. It was all it was all that stuff. And we uh, sat in a West Midlands school and sang these old traditional f- I'd forgotten about that completely. Oh. There's anyone out there who's uh, old enough to remember, did you sing English traditional folk songs <laughs> at school? The radio as well was like this, it was like a, just a piece of wood. <laughs> with like a hole in the middle, with like a speaker gauze, whatever the stuff. That, what's the stuff that causes? I'm calling it a speaker gauze, as if that's absolutely the term for it. The stuff on the front of a speaker oh, that no. lets the sound I out. I call them the sort of the abdication radios. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's yes. one of those. Um, yeah, but we we so I actually accidentally I know uh, <laughs> lyrics to a lot of early English folk songs. Early, early, early. Sorry, early. Oh man, have I let myself. Down. <laughs> You've let the pirate community down. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. they're not pirates. <laughs> they're not pirates. Seafarers. We've established that. <laughs> there might be some pirates, you know, ex-pirates, reformed. Um, they just... You don't get pirates. They don't, don't get up early in the morning. <laughs> they like uh, a lion. I'd like to uh, I'd like to bring some breaking news to your attention. Um uh, it's food news which I think we're all we're all um, interested in. Jaffa cakes are releasing a Jaffa cake version of a donut. Mm. And they're calling it Jaffa Jonuts. Oh yes. <laughs> I'm not happy with that. <laughs> Already the weariness, Al. No, the weariness of the man. These people who are paid to come <laughs> up with yeah. the brand names couldn't do any better than Jaffa Joe Nuts. It's just I mean, not... they, couldn't, they couldn't use this, but I, it did occur to me that by making it a donut, they're actually stealing a bit of the middle, aren't they? So well, they I think it's... called them half a cakes. Oh, like half a cakes, oh. nice. But that I would be think... just too much of an own goal they'd be admitting I, to. I well, they just call it Jake. I was thinking Jaffo cakes. <laughs> and the, oh, R, yeah. the O would be the R, you know, it would be the actual chocolate O of the, the donut. That's, also, it sounds good. like one of your West Brom mates as well. Jaffo cake. Yeah, they've often got an O on the end of their name. When probably the some, one of our Irish this? listeners probably went to school with someone <laughs> called Jaffo cake. <laughs> <laughs> Almost certainly. When, when supermarkets do their own brand of Jaffa cakes, have any of them called it Jaffa Fakes? Oh, oh man, this is... We are absolutely rocking now. <laughs> if that they had work. a Jaffa cake tribute band, that would be yeah. a great name for them, wouldn't it? Do you remember? Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> see that happening. There was a band called... There was a band called Orange Juice or something. It could, could be something involved with that. Jaffa Fakes. Do you remember what... Um, Salt and Lineker. I do. Oh, yeah. when, when Walkers had... And they had Cheese and Owen. Yeah. So they yeah. used footballers. I think David Seaman's still waiting by the phone. Oh, come on, Frank. <laughs> but it's really you could, if they could have got this time of day. If they could have got an endorsement <laughs> with Rafa Benitez... <laughs> <laughs> it could have been Rafa Cakes. I mean, come on, imagine his big smiley face. 
With a, he, they could have got him to wear one like those life things they throw overboard if you fall off a ship. A big one of those with him grinning inside. His big Spanish smile. Oh, lovely. Oh, I think I'll have me a Rafa cake. All his players, the players actually playing for him at the time, as a joke, call them gaffer cake. Oh, oh that's good. We've got to stop this now. Yeah. <laughs> So Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. I'll tell you what I'm really not liking on the telly at the moment, by the way, is mm. they've taken the go compare man. <laughs> oh, and yeah. they've made oh, him dear. a sort they've tried to make him a sort of three-dimensional character. So you get like oh. the bloke that plays him yeah. talking about his actual singing career. And there's even a split screen where he talks to the man in the big pointy um, moustache who sings Go Compare. <laughs> And they talk about it and they sing Go Compare in a, with a different melody. Yeah, I don't like I'm that. I'm glad you've brought this up. They're trying to make <laughs> it poignant. I mean, it's Go Compare. It's a silly, it's a bloke with the moustache going, Go Compare, that's what it is. I don't want to know his backstory. What's this method Go Compare acting? <laughs> I'm sure I once did a corporate event where that guy came up and asked if he could get up and sing. Shut and up. And then did his Go Compare song. Well, there you go. He, he gave them what they want. There's nothing, I know that's frowned on nowadays, but... It, but he wasn't it, paid. He just did it. Of course he wasn't paid. Wow. Oh. He wasn't paid. Perhaps he was just carrying out some sort of comparison with another. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you know you met a Go Compare man the early years. I've uh, I've worked with him all. Me. <laughs> I I think we've all worked with him. I think we were at a um, Sony Award radio thing ah. where he, he was presenting an award and Chris Evans got him to sing Go Compare mm. ah. in a slightly, obviously, slightly school bullying way. Right. Um, <laughs> but now, oh yes, I'm also a singer. You know what, you mean adverts. Are we going to have other adverts where people are saying, yeah, I don't, this is not all I do. I'm, well, I know that. But, you know, the fourth war, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up about who you actually are. You're, a, are you're the Go get... Compare bloke. Go Compare, that's get... you. <laughs> we're going to get adverts about the Meerkat's original career. Yeah, we're going to get the Meerkat <laughs> sitting around in like a green room. The smoking jacket. Saying, yeah, you know, I, when I was um, back on the tundra, I used to... <laughs> who cares about it? You know, you know not, not in a velvet jacket, in like a T-shirt and tracksuit bottom. <laughs> This is, it's a world of adverts. We accept that you're playing a role. Yeah. What you don't understand is we don't care what's behind it. We don't need your textured, complicated no. backstory. And talking to yourself as the Go Compare Man, I mean, it's it's getting like Hitchcockian. Just <laughs> do the uh, Mike Baldwin, uh, Johnny Briggs played him in Coronation Street, and as he once advised my mother about acting, you turn up, you say your lines, you get paid, you go on. Yeah. Mm. Thank but you. in adverts, surely even more so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. May I share with you the thoughts of Ian Stewart Dootson, one of our regulars? Mm. Morning, Frank, Divine Miss Eminel. Is Erli what you get if you mention Martin Bashir to Charles Spencer? Praise reluctantly redacted, including love the show and keep up the good oh, work. Oh, that's good, isn't Come it? Come on, that's good. That, that's excellent. Don't give me that right. earl eye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you really do, do people still do the, the glad eye? You used to Whoa. say, I think, that, I think that woman just gave me the glad eye. I think that's kind of God. It's the idea that there was some frisson between you. Oh, man. Um and there was the the dead eye was if somebody gave you the real you know the cold mm. classy. Oh, you don't skin. want to get that off anyone. No. You don't want to get the dead eye from uh, from anyone. But the earl eye, I could really. The earl eye is. Uh, I would. Uh, I'd very much like to get that from Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was the time that I, when I first began singing, yeah, get out. <laughs> Absolute Radio, the best of Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. I, I breakfasted alone at the hotel. What is this? I always, I always breakfast. Peeps' diary. You've got a sad sound effect for that. No, I'm good well, with it. Well, it's like Samuel Peeps' diary. I also do this thing, which I, I have mentioned before, is that I don't 
look at my phone or read anything. I sit and stare straight ahead. And I, I, I really like it, but there's no one else in the play ever doing it. It's like the phone has completely wiped out sitting and staring straight ahead, whereas I, I feel completely comfortable doing it. And I like that the people around me feel less comfortable because I'm doing it. But um, the woman came up to you. You know, they come up to you at the table and say, do you want tea or coffee and all this? And then she said, um, do you want white toast or brown toast? Well, I wasn't planning on having toast, but I didn't want to be rude. So I said, I'll have brown toast. And then I thought, oh, no, I've got toast coming <laughs> anyway it arrived and I realised I don't think I've had a piece of toast with nothing on it for about 10 years no butter well butter on it but oh. I mean no, you know oh, so yeah. I had a slice of buttered toast full stop yeah, that was it and halfway through I started thinking this is great. <laughs> it's great, I, isn't it? I love buttered toast. What have I been wasting my time yeah. not eating buttered toast? I know we talk about late reviews on it. <laughs> yeah, but really, really <laughs> it was... I, I, oh, oh, man, I wanted to... Well, I'd say I wanted to hug this woman, obviously. That's out of the question on so many grounds. Yeah. But I was really pleased with myself to the point where the next morning the woman came over and said, uh, do you want tea or coffee? I said, i tea or coffee, and uh, I'll have some uh, brown toast, please. <gasps> oh, and you know what? Wasn't as good. Oh. And that's oh, something I've always found in my life. You can't go to the same party twice. Oh, OK. Huh? It's, you know, it was great. I should have left it yeah. at that. But now oh, I'm back on the... I'm shrugging. You can't see the shrug at home, but I'm I'm saying toast, shrug in brackets. <laughs> Although toast, another bit of very lazy naming. I suppose that's oh, yeah. true, yeah. You know. Also, I did some of that. You know you get the sort of, uh, the, the sort of uh, generation game toaster at oh. some hotels yeah. where you put it on and it goes on a little... Um, Conveyor oh, yeah. belt. Yeah. Th- it's like a sort of extreme makeover. It'd be a rubbish generation game. You'd only ever win toast. <laughs> so that's obviously all you'd remember because that's all. I should say if you're a younger person or a person who was too poor to have a television in the 70s, that um, on the generation game, the prizes would go past the winner. Is this interesting? They won, but that wasn't quite enough. The prizes would go past them on a conveyor belt, and they only got the ones they remembered, which is it's great. They should they should bring that back for things like just wages and stuff like that. Medals, um, Olympic medals. Just checking my contract. <laughs> yeah, but so, um, yeah, it was. A, I, I really wish I hadn't. Um, if I'd just had that one, I would be on here now singing the praises of. Uh, it's saying that toast is the best thing since sliced it. bread. Um, yeah. The best of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, we've just received a missive from a lady uh, who's saying that I believe she went to school with you, Frank. Mm. And her Twitter, sorry, her Twitter bio, Al, reads Adventurous Nana, which is not. Oh, my contemporary is now Adventurous Nana. Um, very much cool. my catchment area, I must say, the Adventurous Nana yeah. um, group. But great. I know. Um, what's, she, she's a celebrant. Say, what's her name? I might... She's an independent celebrant, and uh, she says she does a little bit of travelling, a little bit of writing, and a lot of Argentine, ta- Argentine tango. Does she really? Yeah. <laughs> Da, 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 oh, yeah? Okay. Adventurous what's, what, Nana. What's the name? Because the trouble is with... Um, this is why I never had much truck with the Friends Reunited, because in those days, um, women, when they married, they changed their names. I know some oh, still yeah. do, but... Yeah. Um, 
Some um, still do. I, yeah. I don't know. She calls herself... Only the traitors to the feminist cause, though, I think. <laughs> <laughs> she, she calls herself... Um, she calls herself on Twitter Adventures of a Wobbly Penguin. Oh. Wow. As well as Adventurous Nana. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know what her name is. OK. She's anonymous. And Obviously, there were many girls at school who I was crazy about, you know. Um, yeah. Sadly, a lot of them are no longer with us. <laughs> But so their memory memory lives on um, <laughs> in so many ways. So uh, um, it's been um, I've been on the road again uh, this week. I was back at the uh, I was back at the um, the Mercure in Bridgewater. Oh, yeah. How was it? Well, I had a nicer room this time. Um, new readers, I was there last week in Bridgewater. I'm filming at the moment but um, room 126 which is one of the nicer rooms called if you get a nicer room in a hotel it has a name as well as a number so it was called Cornhill oh I like it seemed to fit my comedy that I might live on Cornhill is that like Frank so I was just going to say in the the hotel of wine which we often speak of oh yeah Hotel de Vin they often go for that, don't they? The higher up you get, the more you get the Santa Million. But it's audio. but that's a they've they're all named after wines, oh, and they, okay. and and the customers aren't told the numbers. I think only the cleaners know the numbers. So you walk around saying it's something like um, Bajou de. Is it a B? It's got a B in it. I don't know if it's on this floor. It's got a B in it. It's like that. Um, anyway, so. Um, it says Cornhill outside my room, and then it says to designate the, the nicer room. Can you believe this? This is on the wall next to my door. Privilege. <laughs> I thought, why don't you make everyone in the hotel hate me? I'm going to get, like, angry villagers out, gathered outside my door. I do hope you scroll straight white male above it. Oh, just, yeah, just to really... Really get it, but um, oh, please don't don't bring that up. <laughs> you know, I mean, Cornhill says it really. That'd be a good. Uh, I like it when people give their house a name as well. In um, uh, I used to many many years ago. I went out with a woman uh, from Essex, mm. and there was a house. Um, she lives in the posh bit, and there was a there was a house called. Arajaba and I thought Arajaba might be some sort of Mediterranean island and it was a pun on Arijaba because Harwich Harbour was quite near and that's what the locals called it quite clever I thought I liked uh, my late uh, godmother Lindsay DePaul called her house um, (laughs) Uh, pause (laughs) pause for reaction and carry on she called her house uh, Moot Grange, which was an anagram of no mortgage. Oh, very, nice. very good. Yes. Well done, Lindsay DePaul. Yeah. Like good that. work. This is the best of Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I've been looking through my jingles board for um, mm. jingles I don't go to very often. But this one. <laughs> Is that Greek Eurovision Song Contest? It's it's Eurovision uh, Song Contest. Um, I think it's called Dancing Lasher Tumbai, the song. Presumably. It's something for Duca, something like his name is. Sounds a bit Dancing Bears, Frank. He was a man all in sort of Baco foil (laughs) suit, I don't know if you remember him. (laughs) And, and and Boz was doing a a homeschooling thing about music, and the teacher said, uh, "Right, we're we going to look at some different kinds of music." Mm-hmm. It was one of those lessons that he's like, "I didn't prep anything lesson," <laughs> and <No>. um, <laughs> he asked the kid to name things, and then there was a two minute wait while he went on YouTube to find it, and then they talked about it, and he played that song. And the teacher said, oh, I don't like Eurovision stuff. And I thought, come on, it's brilliant. I find it the most uplifting piece of music. I'm going to do it again. It's a, he's a bloke, he's a comic, I think. In somewhere like, I can't <laughs> forgive me. He is with that music. He's in Latvia or somewhere like that, <laughs> somewhere in Eastern Europe. 
And uh, when it went into lockdown and, and all that happened, he couldn't gig anymore. And he just put a picture on his website of him <laughs> sitting with a woman he climbed with his mom in a headscarf with him just sitting on grass somewhere. I mean, it's funny. Let's be totally honest here. Okay. Who out of the three of us can you most imagine being a Eurovision Song Contest entrant for any country? Frank. No, as Frank Skinner, I just mean the look of the man. I just, I love Eurovision still. Yeah. I mean, they've slightly yeah. spoilt it by the semi-final system in that they've taken out some of the more extreme stuff, which is the great <laughs> joy of it. But even so, I, me and Kath watch it every year. I, I think I love it. I can see Frank as a sort of German crooner. I can see yeah. him. Do you think so? I'm, a, I'm one of those people. I'd like to go on and sing about the world. <laughs> In a white um, a white shirt that's right up to the waist with Diamante on it. And it'd be a, one, a, a sort of a pseudo-vague philosophy. And life is like a light that's shining on in the darkness. One of those kind of... You've uh, already got the melody. There you go. You can, you, you can, we, we can use that. We, we'll transcribe that. Light is shining on. I think that's what it's called. Those songs. And at the end, like, it's a big chorus and, like, 50 kids all come on and go, and light is shining on. That one, that. <laughs> anyway, um, and then at the end, it goes... Uh, it goes... <laughs> hey! Woo! OK, so... Um, that's the, the the show's basically done now. We can't follow that. I and, can't speak. Um, thank you so much for listening to this uh, to us this morning. If the good Lord spares us <laughs> and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. The best of Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio.